Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how best to enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Orlina. (laughs) I'm a transformational life coach, and I am in San Diego, California. And today we also have with us... I'm Kelly Worcester. Um, I'm a chiropractor in Maine. I'm happy to be here again. It's been a while. It has. Welcome back, Kelly. It's been a while. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's a joke for anyone who's a fan of the band Stained or the show Critical Role. Um, No one else will get it. Um, uh, Also, I just was in uh, sunny San Diego this morning, and I just literally just arrived back in I can't believe you did that round trip one within 24 hours. Stephanie and I went to see Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, the new movie that premiered this weekend. And I've heard that's awesome. Cool. Um, So I want to say something really quickly before I forget. So Jacqueline, shout out! Woo! She um, Instagrammed us both, Colin, and said that we actually covered a subject in our last week's episode. This week's episode that she had been wanting to have us talk about, but she was afraid that if she explained what it was about, she'd get into contrast and like shift her vibration out of what, you know, from positive to negative. And so I just want to say to all of our listeners, you can email us at co-creationstation at (laughs) gmail.com. And I just say like, three words. You don't have to give a whole paragraph and go, you know, into it, but if there's something that you want us to cover, just three words, one sentence, and we will touch upon it for you. So thank you, Jacqueline. You're awesome for that feedback. Glad we could be of service. All right. Uh, We're very happy to have you here today, Kelly. Uh, Kelly obviously is my sister, um, for those of you who don't know. And, um, we have we've had her on in the past, but it, as it as we said, it has been a while. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening and or watching today. Um, we just always want to say at the outset here, we often mention Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks. If you're not familiar with them, Esther is a speaker and author who channels uh, Abraham. Abraham is described as a group of entities from beyond our physical world who share their wisdom by speaking through Esther at workshops and speaking opportunities around the world. Um, you can Google or search on YouTube for Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks. You'll get a variety of videos you can watch to find out more. You can also find out more about them online at abraham-hicks.com. Um, each week we start our uh, conversation from a different jumping off point. And Stephanie, did you sound like I you did. had yeah. one? Because again, we were trying to have friend time and you interrupted it with the podcast as usual. <laughs> <laughs> happy to oblige so i you know i've often mentioned in here i found a channel on youtube that i absolutely love it's called all one all love and what they this person does is pulls out anywhere between three to six and a half minutes of just nuggets of from abraham and i came across this one this week 
And basically it was stating like, when we ask, it is given, whether we think it or say it with our words. And I think what what I forget is that when I ask, my inner being accepts the request and puts 100% focus on that thing. And the law of attraction is responding to my inner being. And therefore all cooperative components are assembled. And if it manifests quickly, like that picture, when you and I, Colin, were at, at Old Town, and you know, prior to lunch, I was like, oh, that photo of us would have been so great. And within like 45 minutes, we have this beautiful folder. We're actually holding it of us at Old Town. And, and the only holdout is me. Like I'm either a cooperative component and I receive it, you know, within instantly or a day or two or a week, or I'm the only holdout. And so... I think it's like that simple, like what the heck? And I forget that. And I get into like, I got to make this happen. How is it going to happen? What do I have to do? It has taken so long. Well, even you can even go a level deeper. Um, As Kelly, we had a a voicemail thread uh, earlier in the week where Kelly mentioned something she had sort of had a light bulb going for her where it's, it's, Sometimes even when Abraham talks about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, it's it's a little misleading because, and Stephanie, you're the one that constantly reminds me of this, is like, we are, the law of attraction is a law, it's operative 24-7, 365, every second of every minute of every hour of every day. And it is operating all the time. And it throughout is- the entire universe, it's just not here, us on earth, it's everywhere. Right. right. Um, people on the moon, people on Mars, people in Detroit, everyone. everything, every creation, <laughs> every living. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is like, so we're attracting things all the time, whether we, whether we know it or not. Kelly brought up the thing in the voicemail thread about like, um, it works whether you believe in it or not. It works whether you are, you know, whether you're practicing the art of allowing, which is a way that Abraham talks about the, the, the best way to work with the law of attraction. But sometimes even us law of attraction folks talk about it like, oh, well, here's how you gotta, you know, use the law of attraction to get good stuff or whatever. And it's like, that's almost a little deceptive because it it, it sort of sets up this, this uh, understanding of it as like, oh, it's this, a law of attraction is like a thing you go do and then you come back to regular life and it's like oh yeah i did my law of attraction stuff so i'm gonna get a lot of good stuff now i'm going on with the rest of my life where the law of attraction doesn't apply and it's like yeah that's that doesn't happen like there's no time or it doesn't matter right now whether i think good feeling thoughts or not like yeah. i already did my spiel over yeah, here I did so my, yeah, yeah. I did my law of work this morning like i did my workout you know and it's like mm-hmm. like it's actually happening all the time but it but to your point i think we another thing that we definitely is helpful for me to remember, like it just does not have to be this gigantic, arduous, difficult, challenging process to attract Mm -hmm. good things into your life. It's much more of a, an ease, a letting go an aligning with what's already there um, than it is like this. Oh, I gotta like get my, I gotta do these things to get my vibration in the right thing so that I'm attracting and I open the vortex and the stuff comes in. And da, da, da. You know, it's just like that whole way of looking at it is just sort of like that's out of our culture, which is which tells us we are in charge of making everything happen. Yeah, we have yeah. to, 
everything comes directly from our actions, mm -hmm. which anybody who's been a human for 10 minutes knows is not the whole story. Um, you know, because you and can, it seems you know, like, you know, it, it feels when I, when I practice the art of allowing, it feels more of an expansion and we'll call them what you're describing is more of a contraction. Yeah. You know, so expansion is, is welcoming in and contraction yeah. is kind of doing this. So if you feel like this, then yeah. I like, it, that, you know, like, like Stephanie, you always say that you know, on, especially in this podcast, you always say, you know, how does it feel? You know, yeah. so if, if it feels like this, you know, you, you yeah. want to feel if I'm, like, open. <laughs> if I'm like this. Yeah, right. Shoulders up by your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. One affirmation I had from uh, Abraham that I wrote, I heard it in a, on a recording of a workshop and then I, I had it in my field of view a lot for a while uh, years ago was, um, uh, I, I don't remember exactly how I phrased or how Abraham phrased it and I captured it, but it was something like, um, let go of being action-based and get emotion-based, um, which is which is a real shift in your thinking of, for, again, from how our culture thinks of it, of like, well, the only way I'm going to make more money this year is if I go out and I work really hard and I do a bunch of research and I find these opportunities. And, I run, run. and it's, again, it's not that the actions are, are not in the equation, but we all know people who like online dating, for example, I have one friend in New York City who like went on match.com. The first woman he met, he felt they fell deeply in love and they got married and they're still married. I know other people that have been on online dating sites, multiple sites for years and have and claim they've never had a good first date. <laughs> you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, so it's not about like, how many actions are you taking? That's it's not that that's it's not so vibration. It's so, yeah, such yeah. a vibrational thing. Well, and I like what you said, Colin, and about, because there was another one that I found, you know, I, I feel like I'm guided to these ones in the morning, because that's when you're talking about, for me, that's when I need to do it is in the morning, like, sometimes I'll listen to them as my meditation, because I wake up and sometimes I'm in this mo in this place of like, I go to negative, I go to worry, I go to like, problem solving. How does that feel? It doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I'll and I'll put on one of these like four or five minute videos that I find of Abraham on YouTube and I'll put it on loop and in 10 minutes, I'm feeling pretty good. It's like that simple and easy. And and one of them was about finding the manifestation that you're looking for is the emotion. Like find that, go for that manifestation. Cause that, cause why I want, you know, um, you know, that Lexus LS 460 2012 white silver polished trend beige interior. I want that because I think I'm going to feel really good having it. It's going to feel really good to own it and drive it. Well, I can feel really good right now. So what's the holdup? Like, it's that simple. Like, what well, the hell? Sometimes for me, it can be, um, you know, subconscious or consciously um, feel, well, I don't deserve it. And so that's a block that comes up. So yeah. if, and one of the things, um, last weekend I went to a seminar. Um, it was a, as a chiropractor, um, talked a lot about neurology and he talked about th how thoughts, feelings, and ideas actually change your brain chemistry, body chemistry. Actually, they found changes at a cellular level 
so your, your cells can be more or less susceptible to viruses and you know, other breakdown or help, depending on what your thoughts and feelings and ideas are, which I, I knew that, but hearing it and actually seeing the science behind it um, was extraordinary. It was like, of course. So it makes sense. It's not just about, um, you know, law of attraction, it, you know, it's not just about like, I want a car, I want a home, I want a life partner, I want a job, you know, particular job. Um, it's about creating a healthy, happy life, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. So it's not really, so, you know, whether, whether or not I des think I deserve a luxury vehicle really has less to do with it because it is, like you said, the law of attraction, it's like the law of gravity. They are both laws and they work whether you believe in them or not. So working with it, works in your, can bring you a healthy, happy life and not working with it, or, or I guess working with it in a, in a different way can actually bring you illness, sadness, um, you know, life and things you don't want. Yeah. Um, so many so, benefits to feeling good. Yep. And it, so it, it, it really shifted things, kind of blew the doors off. It's like, okay, I, I think I kind of compartmentalized that that it's, you know, it has to do with tangible things in this, on this plane, oh, okay. meaning the earth plane, yeah. things we can see and touch and, and experience versus um, physically. And it's sort of like, they're all in one. Yeah. I think, so, a, yeah. I think a lot of, um, I thought I was thinking of something this week too, about how, because you can, you can, um, you can get really get into your desire for something and also trigger your resistance to it. I feel like that's yeah, a really, I do that a lot. <laughs> I feel like that's a really common thing about how we, again, I try not to talk about other cultures because I've lived in America my entire life, but at least in America, my experience, you know, living half a century here is that, that I just hear that a lot. Like people want things and they're also like kind of, whether it's internal, but a lot of times it's external. They're, they're spending energy um, talking, complaining, screaming, yelling about how they don't have it. So it's like this weird thing where they have the, they know what they want. And that's an important part of the manifestation process. If you're going to work, if you're going to work the art of allowing and work with the law of attraction, having the desire is the first part as Abraham talks about. But then if you're going to go get your emotions going full throttle around i i don't have this and i should i don't I, I don't understand why i don't have this yet i i really did i why is the universe i must be not screwing up yeah and then that's the whole thing where abraham was talking one time about esther she's gotten to the point where she's like oh i've created that thing i don't like so much yeah. so in in that what you just did colin's like i'm a really i'm really powerful with my thoughts and my words yeah. oh i'm stopping that thing i really want so well, every, I mean, the thing is, every, <laughs> that's the other thing is that everyone is everyone every human basically has the same setup exactly of, brainwaves, emotions, whatever, that, that's going to go out and do things. But then we also have in our culture, this thing of like, oh, some people are just really great at making money, but I'm not, you know, some people are really great at whatever. So those are those beliefs, not, those know? thoughts 
that I've thought over and over again that eventually become a belief. Yeah. And all a belief mm-hmm. is, is something that I've thought over and over again until it became true. But in terms of attraction, every human being on this earth has the same exact ability to attract anything, mm-hmm. basically, which yep. is, but that's the, I think the thing that we talk about a lot on the show, which is like, why, why do we need to show that? Why, why does Abraham need to give workshops? You know, why did the secret need to be made? It's because a lot of us grow up with um, and, and are taught, first of all, we're not even taught that the law of attraction is even a thing, it even exists. It's not even talked about. I didn't even hear the words until I was in my 40s. Um, so A, that's a big problem. B, um, we're, we're taught the all these opposite things of like how the law of attraction actually works, which is, you know, like, you know, a lot of people are taught grievance, you know, like, it's going to feel really good if you complain about what you don't have. Like, that's a really big theme in American culture, especially right now. So like, why don't I have the things that I, why aren't things in the world the way that I think they ought to be? Why isn't my life the way I think it ought to be? Why isn't this? <laughs> I just thought of something. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the psychotic rooster call now. Okay. Yes. Right. So I was driving. <laughs> I had checked out of the resort yesterday and I was driving home to, to leave all my luggage. And, you know, Abraham's talking about, um, switching the thinking, like, you know, focus. And so I thought, oh, okay, what if, what if I just interrupted? Cause I had watched the wedding ringer the night before and they're like, oh, just say some odd word or whatever, make some physical and you'll distract them. And I'm like, oh, and all of a sudden a rooster came to me. I don't know why. And I thought if, and so Colin was talking about how someone could be really negative and naming all these things off. And then it just triggered me. Oh, make the rooster noise. Cause it stops everything. It stops that negative thinking in track. It's nice like, pattern interrupt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was and trying so, to think of the word, the actual technical term for yeah. it. That's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. for me, like I'm literally driving home and I start laughing because I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? I sound silly. And like to actually do this in public, like would I have the to do it? Like the curse. And so um so then I started thinking about it and I'm like, is Colin says something negative? Cause I was with a friend the other day and I was talking there. I'm like, oh my God, if she would have just done the rooster noise, I did it to myself. I would have just stopped everything dead in its track. And then I could think of something else. And so I'm cracking up. I have not laughed that hard and long for like a very long time. So when Colin and I got together, I go, I just want to apologize to you right now. I may do something later on. That's going to embarrass you. By the way, this announcement, this pre-announcement <laughs> was terrifying to me. <laughs> And it never happened. I'm driving back to his car and I think about it. I'm like, because we were both so happy to be together. It's just like good, good old times talking about. Yeah, we, were, we were super happy to be together. And then she says, I just want to let you know that while, <laughs> when we're at dinner, um, I apologize in advance for something that I may do if certain circumstances warrant it. But I can't tell you anything about it. And I'm like, well, thanks. I'm completely and so then I, so then I'm like, you know, I'll tell you what I was talking about because I'm taking this to his car, and and um, and then I go, I was gonna do this noise, and I, I literally startled him because <laughs> I did this loud rooster. He's like, what the heck? But um, so yeah, I've just like, if I this morning, if I, but you got to do it. You got to do. Now that you talked, I did already. I you did, did already. No, you got to do it full on. <laughs> The way you did it for me. <laughs> okay, okay. somebody's got to start talking negatively. Like we do need to use it in action. So I will. 
so you know I really okay so I was at the hotel and I the first room I got it was a suite and the connecting door I could hear the people like (laughs) oh so you overloaded so here's what happened you over you just now you overloaded the audio on your computer and we didn't hear anything we didn't hear it Uh, so could you hear me complaining? Yes. Okay. We heard the complaining, but we didn't hear the psychotic rooster call. Okay. So then how do I, how do I, how am I? How I can do, do my I... impression of it. I don't know if my computer would handle it any better, but it was like. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me complain. And then as you hear me complain, I'll do so it. The face, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you got to watch the YouTube. You have to at least, I, I, I listen in my car, but. <laughs> For those of you who listen in your car or otherwise, you need to at least go to the YouTube video and look at what what minute and seconds calling. What's that? What minute and seconds are we at at this point? Oh, you know, know I don't know. Because okay, the, uh, well, we're at, we're about the twenty minute into it. Okay, so yes, go to that point. go to that yeah. minute and just yeah. see Colin. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a better pattern interrupt than the noise. So I'm going to complain. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I go to the car wash and I swear they never get, they never, they, on my side view mirror, they never spray out all the way. I don't know what my neighbors are thinking right now. See, it works. For me, it's the face. I don't know. It totally stops people, but it it totally stops my thoughts. Like, I'm like, what was I thinking about? Like, <laughs> it stops more than that, but it also stops. But then it, but then it also kicks in. Like we're laughing, right? So we right, go, I go exactly. immediately into. Yeah. I'm like, laughing. I'm also hoping the LAPD allowing door like three minutes. But. We we went from dis. <laughs> I went from disallowing to automatically allowing. Like how often can we do that? That's yeah. so. Y'all well, can use that. That's my new. Tell me something good. The re- you know the there reason. You go. That's- super important um you know and and i was i was telling you uh mel robbins talks about this in her five second rule book um and her ted talk where it's like it's the the this is one of these things we're learning about how the brain works like the more medical research and and neurological research and psychological research we're we're finding out all things that we didn't know about the, the human brain and one thing is is that you know, neural pathways are just really attractive for the brain to keep going down. Um, it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. It's like physically uncomfortable to choose a new thought or a new neural pathway and stick with it. And this is why when you're trying to form a new habit, like if you've never been on a diet and you start going on a diet, um, you're, it's going to be uncomfortable, partly because your brain is just not comfortable going down that neural pathway like instead of eating what i've eaten every day for the last 20 years i'm going to eat this other thing it, that's that's there's this discomfort in the brain of like trying to it's almost like instead of going down this road that's already paved that's already that you've been down a thousand times it's like no no instead of taking that road get out your shovel and get over to the side of that road and start digging a hole for the new road you know and the, it's like that level of challenge um so what we think a lot of times, I think, when we're trying to uh, get new behaviors going or change how we think about things, is we just think we can do it all in our mind. You know, it's like, you, you know, you listen to this episode and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna think differently tomorrow. I'm gonna think more positively. And the problem with that, it's a great intention, but the problem with that is if you just try to do it 
on your own in your own mind, your mind is going to, it's going to be way easier to keep thinking how you have thought every day in the past than it is to start forging this new neural pathway. So what the pattern interrupt does is it makes it easier for your brain to switch gears. It, it sort of tells your, your brain like, Hey, we're not going to do what we we've done, you know, over and over again for years and years in this situation, we're going to do something different. And the research has proven that that actually works. The brain actually gets more engaged is more easy. It's easier to form those new neural pathways. It's easier to think in new and different ways. If you do something, which sounds a little crazy, but something that just your brain isn't expecting in that exact moment, like Mel Robbins talks about just um, like doing something weird with your arm that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do. There's no reason for you to do it. Like just shake it out weird to the left or something like that. And that alone actually gets your brain like more, uh, ready and more and and makes it easier for your brain to think a new thought to start a new pattern behavior it something shifts like it it like shakes it and then it's like yes yeah yeah and last weekend at the seminar he actually showed video on a cellular level of uh neurons i would love forming new, new neural pathways it's when... you know i i like in a way i like that um i like that metaphor of digging the new road but, and it seems so hard, but in, now that I've watched a new neural pathway form and how it does, it's like at first the new neural pathway, it like forms little stars. So it's, it is like a, it's like a, a wire, kind of like a wire neurons connecting. And then when, when there's something new, so say the, the, the pathway goes this way in the screen, um, little stars show up over here. And then eventually it they form like it's like oh, the wow. next thing you know there's a new neural pathway it's totally possible and it was very helpful for you maybe google that i don't know if, if you, i'm sure there's a video of it somewhere um but wow it's so powerful to watch it's like it's totally possible and the other I, thing about it too is that it's relatively permanent as long as you stick with it like i mm -hmm. was thinking yesterday we were talking a lot about local accents for some reason and uh, when I was hanging out with Stephanie and when I went to acting school, um, one of the first things we did in our voice class um, was we had to study the local American dialect that we actually had. Like we had to listen to ourselves, identify yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And then we learned what some people refer to as standard American speech, which is kind of this American accent that is free of all local dialects. And we practiced that whole process over and over and over again. It was very tedious. Um, but the weird thing about that is to this day, I can flip back and forth without even worrying about it. I can flip back and forth between the main accent and standard American speech. And it's, it's, it's always been weird to me that it's now, I mean, that was 1999. So it's like 24 years later. And, you know, Kelly and I could get into the main accent and do the main accent for a while. And I could flip right back to how I'm speaking right at this exact second, which is basically standard American speech. And that just shows you, like, if you focus on building that neural pathway, it's, it's there for good. As long as you don't do something to, you know, sabotage it or, or form a different neural pathway that you're, you're going to use instead, something like that. Well, yeah. And another example um, that I think everyone can relate to is riding a bike. So before you know how to ride a bike, yeah. I remember telling telling Colin in, in our driveway in Berwick, Maine, when I was a tiny 
tiny laugh. I'm like, it's impossible to ride a bike. I know I see people doing it, but I've tried it. It's impossible. You can't do it because of gravity and stuff. And then once I, once I did it, I can't go back to not knowing how to do it. Yeah. It's like once that neural pathway is established, you know, it, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a great example, Colin, too. I love that. I would love to be hooked up to the electrodes and then watch on the screen as I laugh or think a positive thought and see it light up. And then also like talk negatively or have some kind of um, not good feeling emotion and see what lights up and just watch how powerful, like we were saying before of how powerful my thoughts and my words and my emotions are to the rest of my body as well. The emotions well in, are- the, in the movie, The Secret, um, the best display of that wasn't on the brain, it was on water. So they took labels, yeah. uh, not labels, I think they actually wrote it right on the glass that the water was on. They did different containers separate. And I think they it wrote- was, it wasn't the secret, it was the other movie that came out. Oh, What the Bleep Do We Know? Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. Right, thank you, yeah. Um, and yeah, they wrote words like love, comfort, you know, serenity, and then they froze that water um, and looked at the crystals under the microscope. And then they took uh, the same you know, labeling method and put hate, anger, you know, that sort of thing. And then froze that water and looked at it under the, the crystals under the microscope. And it was shocking. It yeah. Was, it, the loved ones where what, they were beautiful crystals. Yep. Like they were beautiful. Soft and shape, yeah. Yep. And then um, the hate was, they're very angular and jagged and jagged, sharp yeah. and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and, you know, knowing that we are made up of 80% water, human, human beings, um, it kind of tells you, you know, that effect that it can have. And so, and, and, and then now we also know that it happens on a cellular level as well. Yeah. Super cool. Great. Yeah. Conversation. All right. Um, great discussion. Uh, thank you, Kelly, so much for joining us for today. I, get, I believe we're going to have you back for next week's episode as well, which we're very Yeah, excited. I'd love to. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us today. Um, remember, at this time, we're posting a brand new episode every Monday morning. Uh, we truly appreciate you doing whatever your platform allows you to do to support us. Um, all of our social media links and our email address, which Stephanie also mentioned, uh, are down the doodly-doo of the YouTube video version below. Um, We wish you a happy and abundant week, and we look forward to you joining us again on the next episode of Co-Creation Station. Bye, everybody. Bye.